International Orienteering Podcast Mapping Compass Navigation Skill Orienteering Competition International Orienteering Podcast International Orienteering Podcast uh, welcomes you to this uh, bonus episode. Um, it's about uh, Tio Mila. 2024 and uh, going towards an equal Tiumila. Uh, already this uh, spring, we uh, had an interview with uh, Daniel Ross uh, from the Tiumila Forenian, and he told us there will be some changes. Uh, now, Tiumila has uh, 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 published their uh, bulletin too, and we know something more. Um, there are information about uh, starting times, uh, the length of the legs in the uh, different relays. And uh, first, we'll go through all this and uh, the setup of both the youth uh, uh, men's relay and the women's relay. And uh, also, then we will have some interviews with uh, the prof- profile, the uh, orienteering per- personalities as Per Forsberg and Annemagette Husky-Norberg. But uh, first of all, I will uh, give the word uh, to another orienteering uh, profile, Eva Lunanes. Uh, you have seen the bulletin too of uh, Tumila 2024 and uh, uh, can go through the setup uh, as it's uh, been uh, published uh, right now. Yeah, I think, uh, I guess most of our listeners, they have already been looking a little bit of how it, it's going to be next year. Uh, and of course, Tumila, the changes of Tumila have been talked a lot about. And now we finally see like the first real impression of how it will going to look like. Um, and yeah, the Tumila weekend always starts with the youth relay and it's the same next year as well. Uh, no big changes here, except that it's a lot later. So the youth relay will start, will kick off the Tumila weekend uh, at two o'clock uh, Saturday afternoon. So much, much later than normal. Um, which makes it easier, for, of course, for yeah, for clubs in the nearby to travel on Saturday and not to have to travel that far on Friday. Um, but yeah, then at 5.30 in Saturday afternoon, uh, then you have the start of the men's relay. Uh, and the men's relay will start with three pretty short legs from 7.5 kilometer to 6 kilometer um, in the daylight. And then there is a break in the relay uh, and then one time during the night, it's not given exactly in this bulletin, it will probably come in the next bulletin. Uh, it would be a restart with the long Anatten on the fourth leg, the long unforked night leg. Uh, and then after the long night, there is following three sh- quite short night legs, two of six kilometer and one that is almost eight kilometer. And then there is the unforked eight leg, uh, which will be in the night and the dawn. Um, and then you have the the two last legs where it will probably be, yeah, di- daylight, uh, maybe even without lamps for the top teams on already on the ninth leg. Uh, we will see that. Um, but those two legs are nine and 14 kilometers. So first impression, uh, yeah, there's two long legs, only the long enough and the last leg is more than 9.1 kilometer. So that's very special, uh, a lot of short legs. And then we see, of course, that there is, uh, yeah, uh, with the, the restart on the long Anatten uh, in the middle of the night, um, for the leading teams, it's supposed to be maybe four, four and a half legs with night orienteering. And that means that for the teams that are far, far behind, it will be very, very 
little night or anything in the in the men's relay? Um, uh, we are we also see that um, yeah in the spring uh, it was announced uh, seven legs for the women. Um, uh, and this bulletin tells us that it is uh, six uh, legs. Uh, 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 maybe they have been uh, doing some discussions and uh, take notes of the incoming uh, thoughts from uh, outside. Uh, yeah. Any... So yeah, you know the so the women's relay it will start at nine fifteen Saturday afternoon Saturday evening. So it will probably not be completely dark when the women starts out, and then it will be become dark during the first leg uh, then you have the second leg that is uh, a bit shorter the first leg is seven and a half kilometer and the second leg is just under six kilometer and this is a complete night leg uh, and then the women's relay as the men's relay have a break um, and they will start again in the morning with the last four legs uh, probably around the time that the men are finishing uh, or maybe just before uh, and it starts with the, the longa dagen uh, almost 10 kilometer, the third leg, no forkings. And then there are two short legs around five kilometer. And then the last leg is seven and a half kilometer. So, yeah, I think the the format of the day legs, it's not that special. You know, you have one long unforked leg as it's been the last few years. Uh, and you have a, a pretty long last leg that would be the decisive moment. Uh, but yeah, the two night legs is uh, the big, big change. And of course, yeah, also the... On the men's side, where you will see that the teams far, far behind, they will get less night orienteering. Uh, in the women's side, uh, the teams that are far, far behind, they will also get the same amount of night legs as the as the front teams. Um, when this uh, Bulletin 2 was uh, released, uh, it was uh, during the European Champs uh, in Italy. And uh, we had a bungalow uh, quite close to... The Great Britain team, and uh, as you know, uh, Emil Wingstad is Emil Wingstad is one of the coaches in the Great Britain team. And uh, after uh, the daily schedule with the going through the knockout sprint day, uh, the coming up, uh, it was a team talk uh, uh, during uh, the Saturday night there with uh, Emil Wingstad, Janne Salmi, Anders Norberg. Uh, I think we should uh, hear what uh, Per Forsberg thinks about it. Uh, I agree, Ivo. Yeah, Per Forsberg has been involved in Team Ila for a long, long time. Uh, so he has, he has, of course, he has also some information from, from the inside that, uh, that we don't have, of course. But uh, uh, yeah, he's a guy that knows what's going on in Swedish orienteering and uh, international orienteering. So very experienced, been around for a long time. And of course, as he's been commenting, Timila for many, many years, he has a, a lot of opinions about how Timila should be. So he has a lot to bring to the table in, in this. Yeah, in this listen session. to uh, our talk with uh, Per Forsberg right now. Eva National Orienteering Podcast has uh, reached towards uh, Sweden and uh, we have... Uh, uh, per Forsberg with us. Uh, you have been uh, to Tiemila since uh, late the late seventies, uh, and um, yeah, how was it for you to see the bulletin two of uh, the Tiemila twenty twenty four with with some uh, changes coming uh, last week? Well, bulletin two is uh, more information than bulletin one, and uh, we talked about it already in Skellefteå in the spring, where we have the last. Team Ila, what it looks to be. 
in the old format. Um, so it was no surprises. Uh, it has been a lot of discussions in the board of Tiemila Föreningen, who is the responsible to organize Tiemila every year. So it was no surprise, but they have um, stepped back when it comes to uh, the number of legs, which I think was a very good decision because seven legs with three in a night uh, the first year had been very, very tough. So um, uh, it was not that big surprises uh, when it comes to the women, but um, when it comes to men, yes, I was a little bit surprised because it uh, it's... Uh, significantly uh, shorter than I believe it should be. Uh, yeah, uh, if we compare, uh, talking about the men, if we compare the length of the legs uh, when it uh, was the same uh, area, uh, five years, so it mm. will be six years uh, later. Uh, it's uh, 22 kilometers, I think, in difference. Uh, yeah, uh, that could be a tighter relay. Do you think that's the meaning of the um this change uh, yeah it, it, it could be uh, and it should be also a tighter team which which is fine for all viewers and also for the competition i think in the end the best team will win anyway but i think it's based on the uh, the road change in sweden uh, quite many years ago now but uh, equivalent and equal between women and men that's that's uh, you know that's the reason to why team Mila need to change the format so what i think is that uh, they needed to shorten the men's relay or team Mila relay I should say because it's not only for men but team Mila relay because they should be as equal as possible women and team Mila so that's why they needed to shorten the men's or team Mila coven uh, instead of increase the women's relay too much, I believe. Yeah, so you can uh, meet in a midway, uh, kind mm. of. Yeah, um, kind of. Uh, but um, uh, in Norway, we have a word saying, um, uh, don't fix uh, anything that works. Uh, 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 you know what I mean with that is, uh, uh, I think the Umila, yeah, the men's relay, it's quite okay, but uh, why should you... Uh, change that. Uh, any opinion on uh, that one? Yeah, I mean, I, I can agree on that. Definitely. Definitely, because it's a big tradition with Team Mila, the first back in 1945, so 80 years ago. So, of course, it's a big tradition. But we have these rules in Sweden and uh, Team Mila was, they were really forced to do anything to equal uh, the competition between women and Team Mila. So that's the reason. And uh, it has been really, really tough for Team Mila to change uh, this format, which is very popular. And also it is Team Mila. So let's see what will happen next year with this new format, with a break also in Team Mila Kaven. So it will be very interesting to see. But I think we all should be quite positive because now they have set the format and we can't be, we can't be disappointed. Disappointed you can be, but you need also to see it from the positive side. Let's do something good out of it. Um, uh, talking about splitting, uh, yeah, uh, stopping the relay and have a chasing start. Uh, that will happen in both men and uh, women relay, and uh, the youth relay also is uh, 
part of the whole team, Mila. Uh, we'll go a bit later. Um, for the organizers and for you as a speaker or announcer, it will be quite a tough uh, uh, day or, and night, this one. Uh, yeah, definitely, because as it looks like from Bulletin 2, uh, the finish for the women will be uh, quite much later than it used to be in the, in the quite early morning for the team relay. Now the women will decide their relay after that one in Sunday morning. And uh, so the finish will be approximately around 11 o'clock. So uh, it is a little, little bit longer. But on the other hand, we will start a little bit later because uh, the youth relay will be the first one in the afternoon on the very same spot at, as we had uh, the women's relay earlier. Uh, yeah, um, uh, the, the, that will make uh, it possible uh, maybe to yeah, uh, travel in the morning there for mm. uh, the, the local clubs at least or uh, uh, quite uh, uh, near, nearby. So maybe it will be yeah, can uh, come uh, some more uh, youth teams, and uh, that's positive. Uh, uh, I saw uh, the first year after the pandemic, uh, the youth team, uh, yeah, the youth relay was maybe the most important, I think. Uh, but uh, so you uh, you are uh, up for the changes and looking positively to uh, being at Team Miller 2024. Uh, definitely, uh, I mean now we have this new format and we have to deal with it. And uh, from my point of view, the only thing we can do is looking forward and see positive on this. And let's see where it will take us because it's also clear in the bulletin too that Team Mila Föreningen, uh, who is organizing this Team Mila Bukavlen, uh, had a three-year plan now. So it will give it three years, and then they can maybe change th- something or uh, do something with the format. So let's see how it will be. Uh, hopefully, because Skellefteå was also another story because of very long travel for many, many teams. And we saw it, especially in the youth uh, relay in Skellefteå, quite few teams because of the long distance to Skellefteå from the southern part of both Norway and, and Sweden and Finland also as well. So um, it is difference between the years. So let's see now, and I hope everybody will see in a positive way on Team Mila 2024 to give it a chance. And I think it will be very, very exciting to see, especially the women with the night legs now. It will be very interesting to see. Uh, yeah, you see, uh, it will, you say it will be a difference between between the years. Uh, uh, you uh, can look, in, you can't look into the future, but uh, if you would uh, uh, take uh, take a philosophy hat on your head, uh, what uh, will we uh, say when we look back on Team Mila twenty twenty four? Was it a wise decision or was it uh, uh, a step wrong? Mm. Uh, that's a very good question. Uh, I, of course, I, I hope, uh, I really hope that we all will say, wow, this was really, really good. Let's continue. Uh, but I'm a little bit worried about the women because six legs now, as it is, and three night legs, it will be tougher for many, many clubs to manage to, to have, a, uh, have a team on start, I believe. So that's my biggest worry uh, about the men and youth. It's fine because it's Nynäshamn also, very good location, uh, south of Stockholm, so very reachable for many teams. But the big question mark is about the women. But hopefully 
they will see this as a big, big challenge now out in the clubs. So they can manage to have a team there and enjoy it really. To be there and running a night leg and be together to, to bring some really good team spirit during the weekend in Nynäsam. That's what, our, what I hope. Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, yeah, it's uh, good to hear that uh, you are looking forward to Tiumala. And uh, anyhow, it's uh, sure that uh, both of us will meet up there and uh, we are looking forward. Thanks, Per, uh, for sharing some thoughts with us uh, about this uh, news. Thank you. Thank you. Per Forsberg, he has uh, been uh, to Tiumala in, uh, since uh, 45 years ago and uh, had a lot of experience also as a uh, speaker or announcer where he uh, had his debut 20 years ago so uh, yeah lots of interesting uh, to uh, uh, take out from the talk with the pair uh, what's your uh, 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 most notable uh, thoughts uh, that comes up on the table here Ivo? Uh, well first of all I think Pierre is uh, very right that you know uh, everyone we should be open about this and see how it works out uh, it's very easy to be negative to changes, but yeah, uh, we should also see how it works out. Maybe it's a great, great success. We will know in about 205 days. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's very interesting that in general, you know, the legs of the Thiumila in the men's relay, it's much, much shorter uh, this time than it was compared to, to the last time it was in the same terrain in 2018. I think you mentioned 22 kilometers shorter. Um, but then it's also worth to notice that the Tio Mila in Nina Samen in 2018, uh, the winning times were also very, very long. Um, for example, it was uh, the, the winning team used almost one hour longer in 2018 than it did this year in Sheleftio. Uh, if you're looking at the last five, six, seven years, uh, the one in Schielsberg and last year in 2022 was uh, yeah about one and a half hour shorter than it was in Nina Samen. So I think it would be natural that you cut down quite a lot from how it was in 2018 but 22 kilometers that's a lot of that's a lot of kilometer and it takes quite a long time to run 22 kilometers of volunteering in that terrain so i think if you look at the yeah if you ca- count the minutes per kilometer it was in 2018 and you put it on the legs for the 2024 uh, i think we will see an average of about 53 54 minutes um so it will be a shorter Tiumila than it has been before, uh, but not extremely much shorter, like about one hour shorter than it was this year, uh, but only like half an hour shorter than it was two years ago. Um, so yeah, it will be shorter, but that will also probably lead to a more close um, close relay, uh, hopefully a more exciting relay. Uh, I think Tiumila, most of the times it's been pretty exciting, but we've seen some years where it's been decided a long, long time before the finish, and it's basically been just waiting for the winning team uh, in the last three or four legs. Um, so yeah, I'm, I think the shorter legs is the issue. I see a lot of people having a big issue with Tiumila not being 100 kilometer or around that, and now it's like eight and a half Mila, they say. Um, so yeah, but I guess if this system works out well, uh, and yeah, the setup with the split women relay and split men's relay will be kept in approximating the same time slots. Uh, even if you just go to different terrain, a faster terrain, then you would still get almost 100 kilometers uh, within the same time slot uh, in a faster terrain, which is normally 
and because for Tiumila standards the, the terrain in Ninasan is probably way slower than average uh, but uh, Ninasan uh, 2018 it was a spectacular Tiumila because there was a lot of mistakes there during the night and it was rainy and uh, really dark we can uh, I should not uh, out uh, person too much but we can ask uh, Matsuanya or uh, Fredrik Eden about that. Uh, how it was out there in the night. Uh, so that, that was tough. Uh, I remember Asvete, the Swedish television. They was there with the reporters. And uh, I, I named Eden. He was running early night leg for IFK. And he was missing quite a lot. Uh, and uh, then they were filming when he changed over to the next guy. And... Uh, and um, and they were asking, do you want a comment also from this guy? And then uh, the Asvete guy replays. No, the pictures tells the whole story about this. So he <laughs> was uh, quite disappointed there. But uh, even though EFK won because of uh, mistakes uh, later on in the relay from uh, Ukulene. Uh, so it was uh, really exciting uh, that time. And it can be really exciting also the coming spring. Um, any more uh, we want to mention about this before before we hear what Anamgeta Hauske Nuberg has to think about uh, what's coming up uh, in a couple of months? No, we can hear with uh, Anamgeta. I mean, she's also been around for a long time, but not as long as Pei. Uh No, she has uh, not so much uh, been around so long, but she has been winning Tiumela both with. Uh, uh, Holden Asko and Nira Lasko and has uh, a lot of experience uh, and she will uh, share some thoughts with us. National Orienteering Podcast um, I've got a guest star in uh, this uh, Tiumila episode um, Anna-Margrethe Hauske-Norberg, uh, you are an experienced uh, Tiumila runner with um, yeah, a handful of victories, maybe to uh, uh, take the, uh, to st- tell too much, but uh, you have at least a couple of victories, uh, both with uh, Nydalen and Haldeman. Uh, uh, latest this uh, spring, you were number three with Nydalen, running in the front of the relay there up in Sjelafteå. Um, uh, what's your first uh, thoughts about um, this bulletin two uh, coming out about the equality in, in Tiumila? Yeah, I was really excited to read about the changes and uh, I noticed that um, they were a bit more moderate now than we have heard previously in spring. Reducing the number of legs for the women from seven to six and reducing the number of night legs from three to two and also I have noticed some guys being disappointed about total length of orientation will be only 85k so <laughs> so there are some something to discuss uh, yeah um, uh, you are already taking um, yeah some uh, subjects it was uh, in the spring it was announced uh, seven legs for the women now are you disappointed uh, that uh, it's now uh, looking like it will be Six uh, legs. Well, when I, I read um, what Mikael Tulin from Tiumila Forenningen said, uh, I think we must respect that. They have listened to 
the reactions they have got from this um, brilliant thing they uh, published uh, previously. And of course, some of the elite teams think it was great to see seven legs, but Team Mila is not only for the elite. Most of the competitors are more, uh, well, not elite. <laughs> and uh, I, I haven't yet seen any numbers of uh, the clubs that only enter one team right now. And like maybe they oh, they can manage to have five, but seven will be difficult. So maybe we should do this equality changes a bit stepwise and um, yeah, start with six and two night legs. So yeah, I, <laughs> it, it feels like a big change anyway, I think. Yeah, um, to be clear, uh, the women, uh relay it will start uh, quarter past nine in the evening on saturday and and uh, then you run uh, two night legs uh, and then it will be a chasing start uh, sunday morning before they will uh, the winning team will uh, come to the finish uh, half past nine uh, uh, in the morning there on sunday after uh, four uh, legs and uh, daytime uh, uh, you're talking also about uh, the man uh, who is uh, having a quite a bit shorter relay uh, than they was uh, in 2018 when their team Miller was in the same uh, place. Uh, any thoughts of that from your point of view? Well, I guess um, the majority of humans, we are not so happy about changes because the first thing we think of is that, oh, we lose something. We don't focus that much on what we gain. <laughs> and I can understand the guys, they look at this and they say, oh, we lose so many long legs or medium long legs. This is crap. Um, and we don't know yet about what we gain. And because we haven't been through this kind of a team uh, yet. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure about what we gain. I, uh, I know that the organizers will have a lot of more work. This looks really demanding to organize. Um, but there is also a possibility that we uh, we return from Team Miller next year thinking that, oh, why didn't we do this before? So, <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm really excited to like experience it and uh, hopefully more teams than previously will enter just because people want to, yeah, people want to be there the first time. Yeah, well, the first time uh, the Team Miller, yeah, had the... Uh... Uh, the night legs for the women and mm. uh, and uh, yeah it, it will be um, a stop in the relay for the men so also we can yeah uh, fast go through the whole uh, team uh, uh, maybe all of uh, you and the Husky Nuberg family will take part in some of the relays so you will have a son maybe running the youth relay uh, earlier it uh, started at 11 o'clock uh, in the Saturday, but now it's uh, it will be later, um, two o'clock in the afternoon there, and um, after one and a half hour, the winning team will uh, come to the finish in uh, this youth relay. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, is it true that uh, your son will take part there uh, this spring? <laughs> well, he's uh, he's turning thirteen next year, and that's the the lowest age that uh, Nidan allow. Uh, runners to attend the youth relay so he he is ready <laughs> and uh, I have read that uh, some Swedish club um, they are positive to this 
uh, youth relay starting later because it makes the logistics a lot easier. And maybe they can just leave from home in the morning if you're around Stockholm. I'm not sure really about uh, traveling distances there, but maybe it's better for the youth teams. I don't know. Then they can relax a bit and then uh, follow the men's start, I guess, for some hours. Um, so, ah, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, because um, uh, it will uh, last uh, two hours after the winning team and the youth relay come to mm. the finish until the men will start in half past five in the evening there. Um, and then they will run three days, uh, uh, three legs in um, daylight uh, uh, before they will stop and have a chasing start uh, Yeah, uh, later in the evening there. Uh, yeah. Well, I can tell from Nidal's perspective, we always travel by bus and we arrive quite late in the evening on Friday night. And then the youth teams, they have to go up quite early. <laughs> To be ready for the the relay, and they have this long, long, long team in a day and night, and they at the arena before we go home by the bus. So probably my son will be happy to sleep a bit more on Saturday morning. <laughs> that's one positive thing. Yeah, that, that's good. Uh, but uh, as you said, uh, it will be a tight schedule, uh, uh, both for you as family, and um, when you are taking part, have a member taking part in each uh, relay, and uh, also for the organizers here. Uh, with the starts, uh, yeah, with the yeah. Uh, youth relay at two and um, men's relay half past five, and then the women's relay will start uh, quarter past nine, and uh, you will have the chasing start for the men a um, couple of hours after the after the women have started uh, their uh, their relay um, in the evening there. Well, I, when it comes to family logistics, I think that's no problem really. When we're we're in such a big club, and yeah, there's always someone to look after each other's kids. But uh, the the organizers, I'm impressed that they like they go for this. Uh, but it's yeah, it will be really interesting to see. And also, I'm in the uh, selection committee in Nidarn, both for the men's and women's team, and. <laughs> I'm used to like uh, selecting the men's team with night and days, day uh, legs. But when I l looked at the women's, I was like, oh, yeah, now we have to think, think a bit more <laughs> than we usually do. So that's also an interesting aspect. Like, how do we uh, use our different uh, athletes on different legs now when there's, yeah, as previously long and short legs, but now also night and day. So, um, yeah, I guess it's about time. Uh, yeah, about how that uh, women uh, can run uh, night legs. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, sorry. and uh, this uh, yeah. News, yeah, and this news uh, it came um, when you were with the club at uh, another relay, Shugfamana, where they already discuss, where you already discussing about um, who will take the night legs in the women's team and how should we do the setup. <laughs> yeah, we have discussed that. <laughs> Before that uh, bulletin two arrived, so we're well, not not seriously maybe, but uh, some of the girls they have uh, <laughs> benefited from uh, from some sponsoring with a. Uh, I will not tell the name of the. Uh, what do you say? <laughs> so yeah, come on, those giving us light. <laughs> uh, yeah, the headlamps. Uh, the headlamps. Sorry. <laughs> some of the girls have already benefited from. Uh, I had lab sponsoring and I told them um, 
that uh, means you have to make some effort during the winter <laughs> to do a lot more night training. So, uh, and they've already started. So we have this, um, in Oslo, we have a series of night competitions in September, October. Uh, Nidalen is organizing Harilagats Nattkep. So I've seen more Nidalen women uh, running, uh, competing there than uh, previous years. So we're on the way. <laughs> You're on your, uh, your way. And, um... The final in that uh, night uh, cup uh, will be actually this week. So, so if we look at the starting field there, we can uh, suspect uh, who will <laughs> run uh, the two first uh, legs in Nidal uh, next year. But, uh, but from that, uh, uh, do you think we will uh, look back on 2024 and, uh, yeah, it will be a big prestige to be the uh, first women's team winning at Umila with the night legs for the women? Oh yeah, I'm sure that will be really prestigious. Uh, so, and uh, there will for sure be some evaluations about this. And I think the organizers have said that we will do it like this for 2024, 25, and 26 before we do further changes. But I'm curious about that because if people tell them that this was really good or this was really bad, change this, change that, maybe they will maybe there will be some changes anyway before 2027 because we have seen this year that they published team 2024 to be like this and then during summer they had a lot of feedback and they changed quite a lot <laughs> till september so uh, and that was only based on opinions without uh, even um, the team uh, the new team being organized yet so if they get like half of this response after it has been organized then yeah, maybe it should be given some weight and there will be further changes. But yeah, we never know. Yeah, I, trust, I trust Team Miller for running and they, they want to do changes. They work for equality and uh, stepwise is smart, I think. Yeah, so uh, so you think it's uh, a good step uh, uh, they've uh, taken uh, to do some changes there and uh, some night or anything for also for you women? Yeah, it's really interesting. But of course, I also understand the guys. And uh, it feels like they lose more than the team in total gain or than the women gain. Or maybe the, maybe the men feel like we only lose, we don't gain anything. And it's easy to follow that thought. But uh, yeah. Uh, but they gain. Uh, <laughs> what they gain is to run like in, uh, in daylight when I guess the arena will be most crowded uh when the guys have their day legs yeah maybe um, uh, yeah maybe the girls will feel that uh, yeah they are not uh, getting the opportunity to run in daylight with a crowded arena yeah, yeah because that's always been my um thoughts or, or argument for not changing team and yukula as it is because the women's relay at team and yukula uh when we run, when when the last leg for the women uh, runs, there's so crowded at the arena. That's when there's much, uh, so many people and so many. The atmosphere is really great, uh, and uh, in some way, I have felt sorry for the guys not, not not having it like that. Because when the last leg for the guys runs, there people are mostly sleeping or they are at the arena, but they are so tired that they, <laughs> I, yeah. They're not there really, so and there's so many. Well, at least sometimes there's quite big gaps 
between many of the teams. Of course, you have some sprint finishes sometimes or some dual uh, for the last control sometimes, but but the <laughs> yeah the the pressure and the the publicity the girls get uh, at Saturday afternoon is the it's the prime time, I guess. Yeah, uh, it can be difficult to yeah to to have so much. Um... People following you when you're uh, finishing uh, half past nine in the Sunday morning, but uh, yeah, everything has uh, its uh, pros and cons. Uh, uh, at least, uh, yeah, we have uh, seen a bit more of what we can expect in 2024, and uh, yeah, we cannot conclude. But at least, uh, thanks for sharing some uh, thoughts with us, uh, Almageta, and then we will uh, watch. Uh, how the Nidal girls are doing on the night night cup later this week. And uh, maybe... <laughs> uh, Hauske and Norberg, uh, they're uh, talking about Tiumila. And uh, as uh, uh, she mentioned, uh, the Hauske Norberg family is uh, taking part in all the three relays uh, during the Tiumila, both the youth relay, the women's relay, and the men's relay. And uh, yeah, uh, what is the most interesting? Uh, uh, notes from the talk with uh, Hauskian. Yeah, I think uh, it was, uh, of course, the discussion about the six or seven legs. Uh, it's a big thing about this uh, information from Tiumila because, yeah, they went out quite big in the summer with, yeah, seven legs, three night legs for the women. And then uh, now it's suddenly six legs and only two night legs. And we could hear Per Forsberg, he was very happy about this. Uh, Anomagete was also like, maybe there's a good reason behind it. Uh, but yeah, we will see how it turns out. And But I feel that uh, it's, re- it's a really interesting point because uh, when when Tiumila announced that they were going to change the structure, it was very clear, like seven legs, we will try this for three years and then we will see it, how it works out. And now already before the first time, they've changed uh, the format already. Um, so maybe they will change again very quickly after only one year and not wait after three years as they first said that will be interesting to follow um, i know that it's been it's not been easy easy summer for the tiumila vereningen and the owner clubs uh, because the, there has been some internal discussions leading up to this and we can see that um, suddenly it's not anymore the same uh, what you say leader of the board um, it was uh, Martina Sundberg, I think her name was. Uh, and now it's uh, a guy that was in the board. Uh, so I think there has been some internal uncertainties and arguments and that uh, maybe some of the people that uh, were against this second change back to six legs uh, has been leaving in protest. I, I don't know, but that's just how it looks from the outside. Uh, so we will see how Tio Mila Vereningen goes on like this um, together and which direction it will go. Uh, but of course, now we know which direction it will go until May 2024. And then we will see if the plan to stick with the, this format until 27 will go on or if it will be more changed after only one year. Uh, there is also a topic uh, mentioned, uh, at least uh, of Hauskian, uh, uh, about uh, uh, which time of the Timula weekend it's most uh, crowded uh, in the arena and who will get mo- most uh, attention when they're running uh, any thoughts of that uh, for your side uh, of you Ivo? 
Yeah, I think uh, it's been obvious before that the, the women's relay have been in the in the best spot when it comes to attention, uh, both uh, with spectators at the arena, but also I think uh, with the TV times at home. Um, so now the, it will be changing quite a lot, and I think the youth relay will really, really gain attention uh, because they are now moved even later. Um, the men's relay will start at 5.30, and that's about the same time as the, the women relay finished this year. Uh, so my question is, like, are these three day legs in the men's relay too close to the night to be able to, to get the same attention and spectator level as it was in, uh, as it has been in the women's relay before that will be really interesting to see uh, because i can yeah i mean i have a lot of experience of running night legs in the middle of the night like you know starting at two three or something like that um, and for the runners that are running these legs uh, having following the women's relay until 5 30 until 6 or something like that and then go to sleep that has been very very good uh, I think if you're running in this, uh, if you're running in the, yeah, say from uh, one o'clock to four o'clock in the night or something like that, uh, then I think 17.30 until eight or something is maybe too late because you need to, you need to calm down and go to bed. Um, so I'm, I've, I fear that the, the men's relay, the day legs of the men's relay will not be as good when it comes to the uh, as spectators uh, attention as it the women's relay has been before and i think the women's relay uh, they they will have a good time with the first two legs because uh, yeah the all the kids are still awake by then uh, but then i think the i i fear that it will be quite flat uh, in the finish area on on sunday morning um, especially for those who have been up all night which a lot of the youth runners, for example, they try to stay up all night and then, yeah, six, seven, eight in the morning, they, they are running out of energy. Um, so yeah, we will see how it turns out. I think uh, I think the, the men's relay are losing a bit uh, their attention space at least because yeah, now the finish will be very early uh, in, the, in the Sunday morning. So the people that are at home, uh, they, they often, they yeah, watch, maybe two, three hours in the night, evening, and then they go to sleep and then they get the last two, three hours in the morning. And that will be harder now when the finish is even earlier. Uh, yeah, we have uh, a lot of uh, predictions. And uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, we should uh, maybe try us uh, with an early prediction how this uh, will uh, work out for the clubs and who will uh, be the biggest names uh, among the clubs in uh, and you know, the first uh, weekend of uh, May uh, 2024. Well, I mean, first of all, a lot of things can change from now and until May 2024 uh, when it comes to the strength of the clubs. Uh, you know, we have the we are entering the silly season. Uh, we will probably see quite a lot of interesting uh, transfers uh, during the winter, uh, which we of course will follow uh, in international orienteering podcast. Uh, but I think in general, if you look at the women's really first, uh, I think the, this setup, uh, it will clearly benefit the bigger clubs. Uh, to go from five runners to six runners, that will benefit the big clubs. It will benefit EFG Göteborg, it will benefit Nydal, it will benefit Kalavan Rasti, and this club that has a lot of uh, a lot of elite runner and very good depth. 
smaller clubs, for example, some of the Finnish clubs that are doing really well in Venla and Vesta Liga, where there's four legs and three legs, uh, they might struggle. Uh, a team like Sunto Jyväskylä, for example, that has been uh, doing very good in yeah in 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 the relay before, especially in the Vesta Liga, uh, where you have like one or two really good runners, and then the depth is not not there uh, they might struggle with these uh, with one addition leg uh, i think a team like stora tuna uh, which have two three maybe four very very good runners and then depth is uh, questionable uh, compared to the biggest rivals like ifco and nidal they will they will also have a disadvantage with the, with an extra leg i think uh yeah uh, look at the men's relay uh, something to uh... Uh, look out for there. Yeah, I think um, with this with this split where you can have three short day legs Saturday afternoon, uh, I think this change will be very very good for the teams that are normally better at Jukola than Timila. Uh, a team like Sturatuna, for example, uh, they've been completely dominating Jukola the last five years, uh, but they've been struggling at Timila. And now with this setup, I think it should be possible to. To get those three weakest links uh, in the team, uh, to get them through without a big time loss, uh, so they can start uh, the night legs in contention uh, of, at the at leg four with the long and Um So I think it's really good for a team like Suratuna. Uh, some of the Finnish teams, yeah, maybe a team like uh, Helsing in Sunnistayat can be benefiting from this uh, this change up. Um, it, I think it's also good for clubs that have maybe one or two really world-class runners and then you have a, a group of runners that is quite stable and can get through these short night legs without losing much time but it's runners that you don't normally see in the top of the result list in national championship and stuff like that uh, while the teams that were number one and two this year in Tiumila, uh, Antenui and Tampropirente uh, clubs that have extreme good depth uh, with a lot of well-trained, very fit runners with also high individual ambitions. Uh, I think they will not get the benefit of the strong depth in the same way now that the, all the short legs are a bit shorter, like there is seven legs that is eight kilometers or shorter. Um, so I think, um, yeah, these teams, they will not get the benefit uh, from the physical capacity they have on the on the on guy number six, seven, eight, nine, and ten compares to a lot of other clubs where guy number eight, guy number nine, guy number ten is, yeah, I mean, some guys, they are 40 years old, they don't train more than four times per week or something like that. And if these guys can match the the 22-year-old runners who need Anthony uh, on a five-kilometer leg instead of a 10-kilometer leg, uh, I think that's a big, big, big loss in benefit for, for a team like Anthony. Uh, yeah, I, always uh, great to... Uh have some uh, predictions uh, early um, uh, something more to uh, yeah to... I need to I need to add one thing um, and it's something I've seen been mentioned a little bit on uh, or in during social media and stuff like that and that's uh, that's the restart with uh, with long and often uh, we see both in the men's class and the women's class we see a restart with the long and often for the women for the men and the long and dagen for the women and I really, really don't like it that you restart with an unforked leg where there is so much of the tactics can now be decided beforehand. 
for me, that's been one of the best things about the Tiumila the last few years or the last 15 years when I've been running uh, is that the uncertainty of the of the timing, so the, the period just before the start of the long night, the uncertainty where you don't really know, will I be starting out in the group or will I be starting out half a minute behind? Uh, when you see, we've seen so many times mistakes in the end of the leg before the long night that have very big impact. Now, yeah, the teams will have four, four or five hours maybe uh, to look at the result list after the three legs. You can look at, yeah, I, I can follow that guy, I can follow that guy. Uh, so I fear that we will see a lot of pre-planned, um, pre-planned tactics for the long night. Uh, for example, guys that are, yeah, we will start together. Uh, what can we do to make sure that we are benefiting together? Um, so yeah, I don't like that. I would have preferred to see that the the relays restarted with the with the two short forked legs instead, and then you had the long night much much later. So you have forked legs before the long night. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, you need to see the fear in the eyes of the guys who is. Uh searching for one to have company with uh, during long night in the changeover there. Uh, maybe we get a uh, lot lo- missing that one uh, this year because everyone knows who, who is going to be in charge of the train. And that's always already set up in the club tents or yeah, in the cabins before. Yeah, I, I think that will be... Uh, it will make the, this phase of the relay a little bit less exciting. So hopefully for 2025 it will be it will be changed. So you don't know the you don't know how you will start on the long night three hours before the start. But uh, as they have commu- communicated now, they will have a three years uh, road where they will uh, dynamically uh, yeah, evaluate and uh, make some changes uh, during the road, and uh, then we will see. And uh, uh, if nothing very special happen, uh, we will be back again with a traditional episode of International Orientation Podcast after this weekend's Euro meeting in Scotland. Stay See tuned. Bye bye. Mannen dro ut och löp orientering med kart och kompass och med riktiga sko. Sikta sågar ett bästa notering för kroppen var lätt och god. I vår national orientering podcast, mapping compass, navigation skill, orientering competition. Jag har mött nog jävligt på, på bostad då. Running like a motherfucker. I vår national orientering podcast.